0: Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy, Mac. We are nine days away from the return of regular season Cavs basketball, but luckily we had some good old-fashioned preseason basketball to keep us going in the meantime. And I got to say, the Cavaliers did not disappoint. Tonight, your Cleveland Cavaliers took on a visiting Maccabi or Anana team that features some former NBA players, including... Former Cavalier, Mamadi Diakite. It was really nice to see him. He had some some decent play time out there, I got to say. Uh, anytime an NBA team takes on an international team, it's a little more difficult to kind of evaluate some of the things that go on just because the level of talent is just uh, – <laughs> I mean – I'm not really going to mince words here. Sometimes it can be hit and miss in terms of talent. Nonetheless, there were takeaways, right? Let's start with the starting unit where we got to see a lineup that we typically would not get to see in the regular season unless some major injuries took place. Knock on wood. The starting lineup tonight consisted of Ty Jerome, Karis LeVert, Isaac Coro, Dean Wade, and Damian Jones if I'm not mistaken and uh, Ty Jerome and Karis got the ball uh, got the call rather while Darius and Donovan sat which honestly I am all here for at this point considering you just want everybody to stay fucking healthy Um, you already got some issues going on right now with Jared Allen and the bone bruise in the ankle and they're taking that pretty cautiously and he could end up missing the start of the regular season hopefully not but This just goes to show that this is just preseason, right? The games aren't that meaningful that you have to have your stars out there. You don't want to take a chance all the time. So frankly, I'm glad that both of those two sat. Um, Just keep them healthy, wrap them up in bubble wrap, do whatever the fuck you got to do to keep this team healthy or relatively healthy going into the regular season. And beyond that, You know, this is the time where we get to see and evaluate some of the other talent, some of the reserves, some of the young up and coming prospects that we have. Um, I got to admit, I have enjoyed the Ty Jerome minute so far. Um, I wasn't quite sure how much Ty would factor into the rotation um, prior to the Ricky Rubio announcement that he'd be taking a leave of absence due to uh, a mental health break, right? And we 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 know that the man can shoot when given play time. <laughs> Hell, we witnessed this guy light up the caps just last season for three-point range. He had a very, very good game against Cleveland just last season. So we saw that firsthand. But over the course of a regular season, I just didn't know what quite to make of Ty Jerome. And, uh, you know, cue the Shaq meme. I wasn't familiar with your game. But... I gotta admit, I've been pleasantly surprised with the Ty drill minutes. Again, I knew he could knock down the three ball, but the way that the man's conducting the offense, the, the the fact that he just looks like a, uh, a a calming presence out there in that second unit, that's gonna pay dividends. And uh, obviously, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I, I feel like, honestly, he's going to make a big impact. I feel like he's going to be very impactful. Got a nice floater, isn't afraid of contact, can find the open man, can knock three ball down. Honestly, I just feel 10 times better about the state of the backup point guard position heading into this season than I did last year. And, you know, because you see last year, this was the case. How Neto was the primary backup point heading into the year while Ricky Rubio uh, wasn't Quite back from his ACL injury just yet. And while Howland gave us some productive minutes at times, he was not a sustainable option. He just was not a threat to knock down the three ball. Something that's kind of a staple, uh, you know, as a guard these days. It's almost like you have to be able to at least knock down the occasional three as a point card, especially one that's not necessarily going to be playing high minutes. And It's not just Ty Jerome. It it really is. It's it's not just Ty Jerome that has me feeling really good. Uh, While Amani Bates, who we'll talk about a little later on, gets most of the love, Craig Porter Jr. is really, and I mean, this this kid is really making the most of his opportunities. Uh, He just might be the Cavs' backup point guard of the future, and I can confidently say that. I I honestly— I see a realm in which Craig Porter Jr. or CPJ, as we all call him now, could carve out a role as soon as next season for this team. And that's with Ty Jerome still on the squad. He just has a good feel for the game. And, you know, we, we kind of saw that at Summer League. But it's one thing to do that against that level of competition and then that environment. It's a whole other thing to do that at the NBA level on NBA courts against, uh, you know, other nba caliber players um he legitimately looks like he could give you nba minutes right now i'm i'm not joking when i say that i feel like he could give you at the very least if you need him to come in and give you some spot minutes or you know the occasional spot start if we're facing injuries I feel confident in saying I feel like CPJ could really go out there and give you minutes due to his defensive tenacity, his ability to attack the glass. And this motherfucker's six <laughs> two. He is six two and he plays like he's like six six, six seven out there. it's it's, it's uncanny. And those things combined with the fact that he's very, very good and well versed at distributing the basketball, which obviously, as a point guard, you need that skill, right? You have to be able to see the floor well. You have to be able to conduct the offense. You have to be able to be a floor general, especially if you're not a known shooter. The only thing, and, and to that point, the only thing that we really haven't seen a ton from him yet is the ability to knock down a consistent three point shot. and. Uh, You know, make no bones about it. He shot respectably at the collegiate level, but it you didn't necessarily see that in summer league play. And while he did hit one tonight, it still remains to be seen over, you know, the, the duration of multiple games, whether or not he can be counted on to knock it down on a nightly basis. And that's my only reserve or, you know, reservation rather. About him, because I just don't know whether or not that three ball is live. But even without that, this man is like impactful in so many ways. It is rare, seriously, it is very rare that you see a point guard of his stature out there snatching rebounds the way that he does i you know i was impressed in summer league and i i remain even more impressed the more and more that i see this this young man play and obviously you know the the extended time he's, he's an older rookie right um the, the time in college that he had at wichita state and i believe he played at a juco before that but you can clearly tell that he's a little bit more seasoned than your your average rookie a la almani right who who just really got i believe uh Two three seasons at the collegiate level, um, just not necessarily somebody who has a ton of polish just yet. Although he's obviously immensely skilled from an offensive standpoint, especially as a shooter. But with with a guy like Craig Porter Jr., who you know just really hustles his ass off, has to had to work at every level that he's at, and you know may not may not have the offensive ceiling that a guy like Amani has. Um, you can respect the grind, the sheer effort and hustle that Craig Porter Jr. uh displays each time that he's on that court. Um, you know, due to the nature of the beast here, right? The the Cavs are fucking stacked, frankly, at guard when you're talking about Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Karis Leverts gonna give you some minutes at the you know, he and, and the one thing about Karis obviously is that he can line up in multiple spots, but he's gonna see some guard minutes. Uh, Isaac Okoro is going to get minutes at the two guard uh, Ty Jerome, obviously, he's out there There's just so many damn mouths to feed And uh, obviously, Craig Porter Jr. is just kind of the odd man out here But that's not necessarily an issue, right? And that's without factoring in Ricky Rubio Who we just don't know anything about yet Um, Craig Porter Jr. is fighting an uphill battle In terms of rotationary minutes, right? Like a roll early on But the future is looking so damn bright. Like, it just feels good because last year you couldn't necessarily just look to your bench. You couldn't look to your bench and say, hey, why not give this guy a shot? Because you just didn't have a ton of options that inspired confidence. I legitimately feel really good about almost every position the Cavs have from a depth standpoint. Um, It's not perfect, right? Um, There are some areas that you wish you had a little bit more depth, a little more size at. But I feel a lot more comfortable this season than I did uh heading into last season at this point. And that just speaks to the 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 level of scouting and evaluation that this front office has done. So kudos to uh Kobe Altman and company for being able to field such a competent roster and really just fill his team out, right? Because that was really one of the biggest issues last year, was just the general lack. It's not just spacing. It's not just the the perimeter shooting that we lacked. It was just overall depth, right? Like, didn't have a ton of guys who you could reliably count on to give you valuable minutes off that Cavalier bench. Now you just have a a bevy of options out here. And, you know, I know we've talked a lot about Craig Porter Jr. uh, and Ty Jerome a lot tonight, but it wasn't really just those two who showed out. Um, you know, people in the starting lineup. Let's let's talk about Dean Wade, who, you know, people I, I like before we get to the whole Amani Bates of it all, because he showed out tonight. Make no mistake. Before we get to Amani, I just have to say this. Everybody who wants Amani to be included in the rotation from day one, please know and understand that due to the high level of play from. Isaac Okoro, especially on the defensive end and the ability to affect the game in more ways than just standing in the damn corner. Um, and Dean Wade, who looks healthy and can knock down the three ball and can reliably give you minutes at the power forward position. Right. And maybe even some at the five, some at the three, very versatile in that regard. Um, that kind of gives him a leg up. Um, it, so. Those two, Isaac and Dean, are likely to keep Amani off the floor, um, you know, from a day one standpoint. And then obviously that's without factoring in the center position in its entirety with the likes of Damian Jones likely to get some run when they want to go more traditional size big, right? Like for matchup dependent purposes. So... For everybody, I say all that to say, yes, Amani continues to scorch the twine in preseason. He continues to carry over his high-level play in the summer league. I am fucking ecstatic about that. Make no mistake. Like I said, I'll talk about it in a little bit. But I say all that to say that he's likely still, even with this offensive outburst, he's still likely to begin his career with the Cleveland Charge. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just it just speaks to the level of depth that we have now, right, and I say this every time I get the chance now on these podcasts the the rotation is likely set from a day one standpoint, maybe not solidified in terms of who is like the the final ninth or tenth man, but your your primary players are pretty much set in stone you know they it really doesn't even need mentioning anymore with how many times I beat a, a dead horse with it, but that still doesn't take away from anything that he's doing, right? Because he's been absolutely phenomenal. Back to Dean Wade. Dean Wade, man, like, obviously, the the postseason showing that he had against New York, he got played all the four, right? And you could clearly tell that he just wasn't himself, still having some lingering effects possibly from that AC joint sprain. And that's a big deal within itself, right? Like, you, you want to 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 feel comfortable when you're shooting the ball, when you're going out the rebound, Those are key aspects for Dean, especially in trying to replicate some of what Kevin Love uh, left, right? Like that was a big absence, a big departure. And a lot of the reason for letting Kevin walk out the door was because they felt comfortable in the fact that Dean Wade could give them or could at least be serviceable at backup power forward. And that just was not the case uh, for much of last season, especially after the buyout of Love. And heading into this preseason, Deedway just looks, he just looks great. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. He looks like he is absolutely ready to hit the ground running. 13 points tonight, eight rebounds, uh, four or five from the field, including three or four from three point range, which uh, I haven't pulled the percentages up for this preseason just yet but i know that he is shooting damn near 50 plus percent from three-point range if not above that um you know amani's uh, amani and and george niang and max streets they've been they've looked like wonderful shooters so far through these preseason games but dean wade is right up there like can't say nothing that Nothing bad about his preseason showing just far because he looks every bit ready to hit the ground running come the start of the regular season. And honestly, frankly speaking, that should be something that all Cavs fans should be excited about because, frankly, you need as much depth as you can get at the big spots because you don't really have a proven option just yet. Um, So Dean being able to contribute – in multitude of ways should really, really be looked upon quite favorably, to be honest. Um, you know, elsewhere you had Damian Jones giving you a really, really good minutes from that center spot, 11 points uh, four rebounds on the nine did have three really nice blocks. Um, and I think the one thing that people are wanting to see more of from Damian Jones is simply rebounding, right? With the absence of Jared Allen, uh with evan mobley not taking the court tonight you just you didn't feel great about the rebounding from him to be honest or uh dean dean had a good night but jones for what it's worth in his time out in the court you would have probably wanted him to grab a few more boards um so that'll be something to keep an eye on as the season rolls on um as they do give jones minutes from time to time um Because, honestly, I'm just not quite sure how often he'll play in the regular season. But I do feel good about his ability to go out there. And it's kind of the same thing with Tristan Thompson, right? Like, ideally, you don't want Double T playing every night. You just don't. And that's not a slight against him. But he was brought in for a specific purpose, and that is to push these young fellows out there. That's to give occasional minutes to kind of, uh, kind of a change of pace kind of dude out there, right? To provide an extra spark in the rebounding department. Um, but overall, you just, in, in a perfect world, you don't want Tristan Thompson seeing the floor all that often. Um, and so that's kind of my takeaways from this. Like, you already have to take things with a grain of salt when you're playing an international team, such as Maccabi, but you also probably would have liked to see him grab a few more boards out there. Um, I think it will come in time, but uh, tonight, just from a rebounding perspective, I was hoping to see more. Everything else from Jones, I was very, very happy with, and I I feel like that is one of the more underrated moves of this offseason in bringing in Jones because, you know, and his stops in L.A., his stop in Utah, he kind of showed glimpses of what he can offer you, um, but we haven't necessarily seen him get an extended period of time in a real role to be able to build upon those things, those those skill sets. Uh, we know that he had you know had a decent shooting season from Beyond the Arc last season, but again, with that, it's such a short um sample size that you can't really put a lot of stock into it. So I'm really hoping to see a lot more. Uh, you know, in, in regards to his game expanding this season as that reserve five. Uh apart from Jones, you, you look at the, the, the other guy that started today, and that's Karis Levert, who was absolutely phenomenal in his time out there. Um, Karis played 21 minutes, gave you 13 points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, shot four of nine from the field, including three of six from three-point range. And for me, like you guys know, anybody who's watched this podcast or follow, who has been a follower on Twitter for a long time know that I'm a huge fan of Kare LeVert. And I got to say, I'm feeling like this is as good a shot for him to uh, win the six Man of the Year Award as any. I honestly feel like this is his comeback season. Um, And I know that's kind of a funny thing to say for a – um. You know, a player who didn't have a terrible season last year. He was actually a lot better than uh, he closed. I'll say this: he closed out this season a hell of a lot better than he started. And for me, it's just like, uh, you know, he's he's making me feel like all the confidence that I've had in him over this time, all of the positivity that I've had surrounding him, uh, you know, since he's arrived, has just kind of. Started to feel like it's paying off, right? Um, he talked a lot about, I believe, a shoulder injury that kind of bothered him uh all last season. And he looks finally fully healthy. And you, the addition of Struess, the addition of Niang, um is going to allow Karis to kind of slide into a role that where he can feel comfortable, right? Like he is he can be your primary reserve, he can be the guy to go out there. You don't have to consistently flip flop his role. Um, And that's got to be a good feeling To know that you have a defined role Heading into the year To know that your role has been uh, Has been made definitive And I think you can say the same thing For a player like Isaac Okoro Who who also drew the start tonight And you know Obviously the one thing that people want to see Out of Isaac this season It really doesn't even need mentioning But I'll say it anyways You want to see the motherfucker Shoot the three ball consistently and effectively, right? And you want to see him do it with more volume. And I, for me, you know, being a, a huge fan of Okoro, I think he's going to do that. I think the additions that we've, that they've made this season will pay off in, bear, in very big dividends for Okoro. And a lot of people are saying like, well, yeah, the addition of spacing just because you guys just because you add more three point shooters, that doesn't mean Isaac is going to shoot better. No, not necessarily. The thing to keep in mind here, though, is that it opens the floor, right? It allows more lanes to cut in it allows additional spacing for him to operate in. And that's the one area. If you watched him tonight, if you've watched him in all this preseason, you've seen that he's been moving around a hell of a lot better this year. He's not just standing in the corner, and I feel like the way that you can use him, and I would say that's probably my biggest complaint with, with J.B. Bickerstaff staff in regards to Okora, is The fact is the way that he's been used, right? Typically, he's spotting up, standing in the corners, waiting for the ball to come his way. We know the book, right? Prior to this Prior to this season, the book on Isaac was he's going to camp in the corner, wait for the ball to be kicked out to him, and he's either going to do one of two things. He's going to take the three ball, which the defense is probably not paying attention to him, and they're probably going to give him the shot, or he's going to attack the closeout in the event that they actually do, right? And while we know that he he can be very successful when attacking closeouts, we want to see him do it more. And we want to see him drop the three ball because real, in reality, the only thing that's going to make defenders have uh, have to respect you from out there is for you to continue to knock down those shots. And I feel like the the additions, the added spacing that they have now, and the fact that he now has a defensive role as well and doesn't have to have the pressure of adding spacing to that starting lineup himself, I feel like that's going to pay dividends for him. Uh, you know, it may not always st- show up in the stat sheet, uh tonight, pretty well rounded, right? Seven points, six boards, three assists, three or four from the field, and he did knock down a three. And it was quite the three, if I must say so myself. It was it was nice to see him uh pull up. And that's something that's in his game. I know he can do it, but he just didn't do it a ton over his past three seasons. So I'm really rooting for him. Uh I feel really good about the direction. That, that his career is probably about to go in because if there's anybody that's due for a breakout, it is Isaac Okora with all the shit that people have talked about him. Uh, you know, so I, I feel really good. If you drop it even further down the lineup here, uh, you get to the the really the star of the game tonight. Right. The, the player that everybody's clamoring to see more of. And that is Amani Bates. Um, and you guys know how I feel about Amani like I'm a huge fan. I want the kid to succeed. Every night it gives me more and more uh <laughs> more and more reasons to reconsider my stance on him and that is the fact that I believe that he should still start his career off with the Cleveland Charge to clean up some of the flaws that he has in this game, especially on the defensive end of the floor. But I got to tell you this Dude can shoot and it's going to be harder and harder on JB Bickerstaff to resist the temptation to include him in the rotation purely off of that skill. And to be honest with you, like if this shit keeps happening, if he's dropping the three, if he's not a liability on the defensive end of the four, if he can at least be competent, right? Like if, if you don't have to worry about him being blown by, uh, on drives to the basket, or he can at least defend the perimeter to a, a a slight degree. And you can honestly see that possibly happening this season. If he's able to do these things, he's going to make it very hard on, on JB to keep him out of the rotation. Um, you know, tonight, 16 points, I believe, four of nine from three-point range. I just... I don't know what else to say about this kid that hasn't already been said. He has a shooter's mentality. You never have to worry about him taking the three point shot, especially if it's open. Hell, if it's not open, he he's still gonna let that shit fly. And there's a time and a place for that. And to be honest with you, it's very refreshing to see. Um, you know, when we're talking about Okoro, who sometimes who has looked timid in the past to take that shot, um, it's it's refreshing to see, right? And for a kid that's just 19 years old to display that trait, that that could pay dividends for this team in the long run. And, you know, make no bones about it. I will be the first person to tell you if this shit keeps happening, if he keeps knocking down these shots, I'll be the first to tell you, hey, it might be time to reconsider rotation. Um, as of right now, I'm still standing firm in where I'm at with that. I, you know, I feel like the best – course of action for him is still to remain with the charge and but he's making it damn hard on me man (laughs) um he, he really gives us a lot of hope for the future because the one thing that this team is missing right is that true wing that true three uh out there at least in size because we we know we have a very, very good and strong core, but the one thing that we've been missing for a while now is a true to size three. And Amani Bates, he could be that and more. Um, you know, obviously has a ton of size out there, and I believe listed at six nine or so, six ten maybe. Uh, but you can clearly you can clearly tell that the the intangibles are there, he's confident in himself. He can shoot the coaches obviously believe in his abilities and it's only going to be a matter of time before they have to factor him in mean, the rotation at some capacity um be it a, in the bench role or uh, right up in there playing heavy minutes um will it be early on this season will it be towards the end of the season who knows but i know the future is bright this kid can shoot and you know i just I cannot wait to watch his development because we we knew and we knew for a long time especially watching his tape at Eastern Michigan. Um he just didn't necessarily look focused and I think the one thing that he's done here On a consistent basis, he's done more than one thing, obviously. But the biggest thing that stands out to me is the fact that he's just put his head down and worked. He's done nothing but what they have told him to do. Right. And that's why you continue to hear good things about him. And that is a good sign for It's for any young player to to come out the gate because if you can shoot and then you get in this system when J.B. Biggerstaff is known for taking guys to at least another level in their careers from a defensive standpoint, there's absolutely no reason why Monty Bates could not eventually turn into a a viable defender or at least not not a liability with that size. Um, Obviously, at 170-plus pounds, you got to put on weight. Uh, you got to bulk up a little bit, but that will come in time. And if he can offset his defensive inefficiencies with that high-level shooting, there's just no stopping that young man from improving. Um, Every shot that he put up tonight, you felt like it had a chance of going in. (laughs) And I was like holding my breath each time the kid shoots. And um, that's just a great feeling to have because it it just kind of reminded me of Kyrie, like a young Kyrie, when he was shooting the ball there, you know, J.R. Smith, when he was here, just that ability to let it fly. Um, And we've seen obviously things it's a gift and a curse, right? Because you've seen guys who have that confidence uh, and just don't know when to turn it off. Right. Like you have seen players like Dion waiters come in here and just believe that they're the shit and you know, they deserve the ball. They deserve the shots and, not in and not being willing to turn it down a notch i don't get that sense from amani i feel like he knows when to move the ball um, we've seen him pass up uh, you know pass up a number of shots to dish off for a better look just saw one hell the other night against orlando where he literally had probably about five to ten ten feet of space uh to, to knock down a three ball but instead he kicks it over to dean wade who who missed, but to see him be able to, you know, do something like that, it just kind of shows you that he's not going to be shot hunting each time that he's out there. I love that. Um, and the one thing I keep seeing on social media is take a look at this guy's per 36 numbers. And um, I, I gotta believe that they got to be uh they gotta be up there. They gotta be pretty damn impressive. Because the production that he's been able to give you uh off the bench. There's just There's just so much that I could say about the young fellow. I could gush, uh, you know, all episode about him, but I won't do that (laughs) because I don't want it to turn into an Amani Bates, uh, you know, love story over here. But I just I, I continue to be very, very impressed with what I've seen from from the kid. And as long as he keeps this shit up, I just I don't see any way to feasibly keep him away from the rotation sooner or later. Um, and I know a lot of people are wanting that to be from the jump, but you know, just, you just gotta be patient, right? This team is, is looking very deep and he's just going to have to bite his time. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, there's just a lot of mouths to feed in, uh, ahead of him. And, uh, it's a good spot for him to fall into at pick 49, the Cleveland Cavaliers probably got the steal of the 2023 draft. And that should have us all feeling good. Um, And that combined, obviously, with finding Craig Porter Jr., with the continued development of our core, with some of the other young players that we have, such as Sam Merrill. I don't know if Sam really counts as young anymore, but I'll throw him in there. Um, Isaiah Mobley, uh, you know, still remains to be seen what we're going to get out of Pete Nance. We got a Justin Powell side tonight, and you know we know that he was known for knocking a three-ball down at the collegiate level, and he knocked one down tonight uh, you know, close to the end of the game, and that was nice to see. Uh, Sharif Cooper, probably not going to make the the roster, but it's nice that the Cavs have allowed him to at least showcase his abilities and audition for another team. Um, didn't really get to see a ton of Zaire Smith tonight, but I imagine in these final two games that we'll likely see – a lot more of those young players just so that they, you know, we can get a little bit more film on them. Um, I'm looking forward to the Cavs next game, who I believe is against the Oklahoma City Thunder, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, I'm just – I'm feeling really good, man. I'm feeling really good about the direction that this team is going in. And, you know, I know the talk all offseason has been surrounded by uh, Damian Lillard the move that Milwaukee made in inquir- in acquiring him, and then obviously Drew Holiday being rerouted and landing in Boston, everybody's talking about those two teams, right? How they just won the offseason and and um, how they're being viewed as the top teams in the East. Cleveland's right there, man. Um, you know, there there's no reason why they can't finish as a top three seed. Um, I don't know how things are going to turn out in the playoffs because there's obviously a lot of questions that Cleveland has to answer, especially after that ass kicking that we took. But uh, I feel good, especially in regards to the regular season. This is a team that could end up surprising a lot of people yet again, uh, You know, as if they haven't already done that past two seasons, uh, you know, making an upward progression like they have. But um I would not be surprised at all if this this team took yet another step forward and frankly, they kind of have to right if you're looking ahead, you're looking at Donovan Mitchell and kind of selling him on the long term fit here. this team has all the ingredients to do that, right they can contend uh, you know within the next year or two, if not this season they have they have young talent that should only get better that fits his you know fits his career arc because he's still. Uh, Still quite young himself, if I'm not mistaken, just 27 years old. Um, It fits, man. And that should have everybody feeling good. And the last thing that I'll say before I head out of here tonight is that if you are not excited about the future of this Cavs team, I don't know what fucking team you've been watching because this team just has loads of talent. You know, just waiting in the wings, waiting for an opportunity. When you look at Imani Bates, you look at Craig Porter Jr., you look at a still-developing Isaac Okoro, you look at Isaiah Mobley, there is a lot to be excited about. And I I can't – I really can't say anything else. <laughs> if you're not excited about this team and the future that that they look like they have that's ahead of them, I don't know what you're watching. With that said, you know how to reach us. If you want to reach out to me, you can at it's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you want to join the exclusive it's Cavalier Discord chat, you know what to do. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Send a screenshot of said review to it's Cavalier 53 at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite. That said, go Cavs. Have a good night.